0: Alright, well I'm really excited to be continuing this series called Love is a Verb, and uh, because it is a verb. It's not just this mushy, gushy emotion that, we, that comes with us. It is an emotion, but it's shown out through action. It's a verb. And so, man, I've been so pumped about this series. I don't know if you guys have been enjoying this. It's just week two. I mean, last week we saw some dude bust out with a saxophone solo. Like, I was just pumped about that. i am just got to tell you, I've been like on a high ever since... Kenny G showed up to the place. Like, I was just, I mean, that was one of my favorite moments in Project Church history. I want you, you all to know that was, that was just awesome. But, uh, so last week we talked about the priority of love, but today we're talking about this idea of the pursuit of love. And so I want to just drop this idea right off the bat to you. And in the context of relationships, in the context of marriage, um, it's this, is we tend to pursue what we don't have. By nature, we tend just to pursue what we do not have, and let me let me bring that into how we have into relationships. And uh, this is this is how I see it: we we pursue what we don't have. And so, beginning when we are not dating somebody, we may like lock eyes with someone. We may see someone at church. We may see him at work. We may see him just walking down the street. We may see him at the coffee shop, and we're just like, Shh, I'm about to pursue this person, right? Like when I first met Veronica, I was just like, hey, and so I had my, <laughs> had my eyes set on the prize, and I was in pursuit. I was thinking about her. I was, I was you know, I would like try to be really subtle, and I was very strategic. I was trying to find out more about her, and I was straight up pursuing after her, and so that's what we do. So there's like the before stages, uh, before, before we're dating, and we're just trying to find out more about this person, and. We buy him a stuffed llama, because apparently the girls are really into to llamas these days. Like, that's the way to win them, I'm telling you. Um, did I ever buy you a stuffed llama? No. I, but I, that's just what, what I've, I've been told. Um, so we're pursuing what we don't have. We're trying our best to, to win some, to, to get the girl, right? And uh, so we're pursuing after a relationship, then we date, but we're still in pursuit. We don't have, in the dating stage, uh, we're not locked in. We're not like locked into uh, this, you know, we don't have it, we just don't have it locked in, don't know how else to say it. But, uh, so we're like still like pursuing after them. We're still just thinking about them all the time and we're still sending them texts or before, uh, you guys, before text, you remember these things called phone calls? Uh, You'd actually like use your phone to talk on it, it's kind of weird. Um, But you would, you would talk to and then you would just stay on the phone late at night, you hang up. No, 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 you hang up. You hang up. You know what I'm talking about? I and mean, then just like these calls, you just don't want to fall asleep on the phone together. I don't know if that ever happened. That's, that's how you know you're really in love right there. You do not want to hang up. You just fall asleep. And so we're continuing to pursue in this dating stage. We're doing all these things. We're buying them more stuffed llamas. We're holding our farts in while we're around them. I'm just keeping it real. Like, you know that's how it is. You're dating. You're still not at that. You want to keep, you're still in pursuit of them. Like, did he just go there? Yeah, that happened in church, y'all. And so we're still in this pursuit mode, and we're doing all these extra things to, uh, to woo the person we're dating. But, once, but what I've found is that once we obtain, once we get married, we think this. We think, mission accomplished. I did it. Mic drop. You know, like, you we're just like, I did it. I've, I've arrived. I did it, guys. And we celebrate with our friends. I got married. And then we just think to, then we just stop and we say, man, I'm not gonna pursue. I'm just gonna hit cruise control. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what happens. We stop thinking, we got this locked down. I'm already married to her, so I got it locked in. I'm already married to him, so we've got it locked in. So both sides are thinking, man, we're good. I don't need to pursue anymore. We got it on cruise control. Well, I thought about that illustration of cruise control. Even when you hit cruise control, you still have to fill up for gas. If you're on cruise control for a while and you just say, oh, I don't have to touch it, you're going to run out of gas. And so you can't just say, I'm not going to do anything about this and hope to see either maintain or, or even think to improve because what thing in your life can you, can you be lazy about something and see improvement? Like is there anything in this world where you be lazy and you improve? Like if you just like be lazy with your physical body, are you just going to start to, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, I didn't do anything, and now I'm, like, super ripped all of a sudden. I'm, like, looking real good. Like, or your, your yard, you can't just say, hey, my, I don't do anything, I don't mow it, I don't water it, and all of a sudden, it just looks great. And so speaking of yards, if we're thinking, man, look at someone else's marriage, man, the grass is so much greener over there, you might think, hey, instead of looking and envying someone else's yard, how about you water yours? And so that's the principle today about refilling the tank, watering our own yard of thinking, how am I pursuing my spouse? How am I not just going on coast mode and how am I not going on cruise control and thinking, hey, I'm going to see an improvement if I just hit the cruise control button. But the idea today is that if we do not pursue our spouse, man, we're not going to be able to see an improvement. And we're going to actually start see a degeneration. We're going to start a decrease. We're going to see a diminishment. Things are not going to get better when we don't touch it. And it's going to stay the same or more likely see a decrease and, and take a turn for the worst if we're not doing anything about pursuing our spouse. And so here's the deal. You might be saying, well, hey, I'm single in here. Hey, this doesn't really apply to me. I think this is the most important to hear if you're single because you have the best opportunity to start on the right foot. And so, um, so as we continue in this series, um, I just want to talk about this idea that we are called to pursue each other. And so here's, here's a big thought for us, is that the, the couples that pursue one another have the healthiest relationships. And so I'm going to actually talk about what that means a little bit. And, um, man, there's sometimes I get ready to preach and, um, you know, preparing throughout the week, and I'm just like, man, this is really tough. And the time it's the most tough is when I'm just like preaching to myself. And today, I feel like I'm really preaching to myself. I need to be transparent with you. And, um, and I was saying as I was preparing this and I was looking at scripture and how it encourages us. And there's godly examples of pursuit of the spouse from both sides. And I started thinking like, man, I need to, uh, get an imp- I need to pursue my wife more. And so I asked her this week, and here's, here's the reality. I was like, okay, I don't need to find out how I'm doing with this. And I'm just lowering, I'm being transparent with you right now. Here's what I did on, I think it was on Tuesday. I had the conversation with her, and I was telling her the message. And so I asked her, um, I asked her, how can I pursue her more? And then I asked her, how am I doing at pursuing her? And so she gave me a list of, or some, not a list. Like she, had this, like, she had this document ready to prepare. It's like, here you go. Um, but she had, she had a few things in her mind, things like, hey, when you come home, just be off your phone, and I was like, okay, I got that, I can, I can focus on that, and she's like, hey, and, and just text me throughout the day when you're thinking of me, I was like, okay, I got that, I'll focus on that, but, but at the end of the conversation, when I asked, like, how am I doing, here was her response, I'm not putting her arm blots, making her look bad, this is more making me look bad, her response was, I don't feel you're doing a horrible job at <laughs> pursuing me, that was, I was thinking, like, Okay, so like a C, maybe a C plus. And so I'm preaching to myself, y'all, and um, I'm going to be responding to the altar call this morning too and saying, yeah, I need prayer that I'm, I would live a godly example and pursue, pursue my spouse so that it shows the love of Jesus to everyone. So I'm going to come down here and tell my wife that I love her and tell her that I, when I'm away from her, I miss her like the desert misses the rain. You like that? You guys like that? And that she's more beautiful than anything else. And oh, this is a little awkward, but you have something in your hair. Sorry to, sorry to, oh, there's a dozen roses because I love you. And guys, there's something, there's something weird over there. So I love you, baby. The most beautiful, most talented. You see her up here on the worship team, just killing it. I am a blessed man. Yes. Thank you so much. So that was just a step. I decided to, to surprise her. If you guys remember my story from last time, she loves surprises and she loves roses. So boom, there it is, baby. So uh, but I'm preaching to myself. I'm working on this, too. So I want you to let you, let you know that we're all in this together. We no nobody's at the top here. We all have room to grow in this area, too. But the, um, I want to talk about the series overview real quick and see where we're going. So last week we talked about the priority of love, and we said, hey, we're going to pursue God more than we're going to pursue our spouse. We're going to love God more than we love our spouse, which is a hard concept for some of us. So if you missed it, man, you can listen to it online, but the concept was that we would love our, God, love God more than our spouse. And today we're talking about the pursuit of love, and then three, we're talking about the partnership of love, and lastly, man, it's... Oh, so next week, Caleb and Chrissy are going to be speaking. It's going to be a really cool time. But the final week is a panel, and it's going to be really cool. There's going to be a portion of it we're talking about uh, purity, but then there's going to be opportunity where you get to ask whatever you want. So if you want to right now, you can text a relationship question in to 916-800-2660. You can text whatever you want in there. Uh, It'll be be anonymous. I think last time we did this, um, someone said... Should I break up with my boyfriend? And, uh, like, usually you I don't respond to any of them, but I wanted just to be like, yes, <laughs> just because I had no idea who it was. But uh, you can text in any question you want to um, that you want. Maybe you want to text in that question. I mean, I had no idea who that person was, so I decided not to just, like, have a third person, like, a, a random. I-, I almost sent it, but I did not. Um, but so you can text in any question you want to um, to 916 800 Six zero. So you may be asking, why are we taking this whole series, a whole month, um, just to talk about like love and relationships and marriage? And here's why. is because I believe marriage and relationships is one of the most powerful ways to reflect the love of Jesus. I pray almost on a daily basis that people will see the love between my wife and I and see Jesus through our marriage. And so I pray that for each one of us today, that people will see Jesus. People will see the love of Jesus by the love you have for each other and by the love you demonstrate to one another and, and for relationships as well. So I believe this is a great opportunity, this is, and this is something so important to, to, uh, to grab a hold of. And so this idea of pursuit, we're going to jump right in. Couples that pursue one another have the healthiest relationships. So if that's true, I want to pursue my wife A hundred percent. I want to pursue my wife and be intentional about it. So here's Genesis chapter 2. Now this is the institution of marriage. So God instituted marriage to happen. And he actually instituted before the church. He instituted two things. He instituted marriage and he instituted the church. But he showed in just two chapters into the Bible, this is what it says about it. And this is him instituting it. It says in verse 24 of Genesis 2, it says, Therefore... A man shall leave his father and his mother, you may have heard this before, and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Now, it's a powerful picture of the two becoming one. But here's something that that I have overlooked up until this week as I was looking at it, is the word hold fast. Therefore, a man shall leave his, his mother and father, and hold fast to his wife. And so here's what, I love breaking down uh, the actual meaning because the Bible wasn't written in English. The Old Testament was written in primarily in Hebrew. So that word, hold fast, actually has a much bigger picture. The Hebrew language has one word, but it actually paints such a bigger picture than our English language does. So it's an amazing to look at the word dabak. Everybody say dabak. And so here's what I mean. So it's united, to cling or adhere. So that idea of becoming one, becoming close, becoming intimate. And to catch by pursuit, but here's my favorite, is to pursue hard with affection and devotion. Man, the the man is supposed to leave his father and mother and pursue hard with affection and devotion. Now this is talking post-marriage, this is already being married. To pursue hard with affection and devotion. That is the picture that we are supposed to have. That That is the idea that we need to live out every single day in our marriages. And so, so here's the um, here's where we're going with this um, is that we're going to look at, uh, um, sorry, Jacob, and uh, how he pursued after Rachel. But first, I want to say this. This is kind of a side note um, for all the all the ladies in this place. If you're in a relationship and the person is not pursuing after you, you are worth pursuing, ladies. You are worth a guy pursuing. He needs to come after you. So I'm in, I would encourage you, if you're in a relationship and the person is not pursuing after you, the man is not pursuing after you, ladies, you may need to reevaluate. And, guys, you need to step up your game, all right? I'm just telling you. Somewhat, it's like within our culture that we just kind of say, like, oh, I hope this happens. But, guys, if we're really in love, we have our eyes on the prize, man, you need to step up your game and do some of these things we're going to talk about here in a second. So here's the context of the passage we're going to look at is, um, is Jacob. Now, Jacob, uh, like most people in the Bible, they did a lot of stupid things. And so I, I love reading the Bible because of that and was like, man, I don't feel so bad. Because uh, I've done some dumb things too, but I look at scripture like, man, these people are really messed up. And uh, so Jacob did a bunch of stupid things, just to be real. Um, but God blessed him through a lot of things too. And so we can learn a lot from the things he did, he did right. And actually, one, in Genesis 29, we see something that I believe we can pull from as it relates to our marriage, that he did very well. And so that was, that was the example of him pursuing after Rachel. So I'm going to start in verse 16, of uh, verse 30. It'll be up on the screen. You can look it up on your uh, Bible as well. So it says this, now Laban had two daughters. The, older, the name of the older one was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Now verse 17 is like brutal. I'm just being real with you. It's like, Wow, the Bible went there. The comparison of the two girls. Leah had weak eyes, but Rachel had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Rachel's beautiful. Leah had weak eyes. So another translation in the Hebrew is she had a great personality. Like, I mean, I feel bad for Leah in this passage. Like, just to be remembered. Yeah, remember Leah? She was the one that wore glasses. Like, she was the one, like, her her sister was beautiful, but, man, Leah, she wore glasses. <laughs> like, wow. Sorry. So that's, that's something I observe and I, I love about Scripture is it throws random details in there. But, uh, but Rachel was beautiful. So Jacob was in love with who? He was in love with Rachel. And so he said to Laban, he said, which was his, with Rachel's father, he said, I'll work for seven years in return for your younger daughter, Rachel. I will serve seven years. And then Laban said, it's better that I give her to you than some other man. Uh, stay here with me. So Jacob served that seven years. He was slaving away. He was serving for Laban in, on his fields. But they seemed like only a few days to him because of his love for her. Everybody said, oh, that's so sweet. Oh, man. And then, then Jacob said to Laban, after the seven years, he said, all right, give me my wife. My time is completed, and I want to make love to her. Whoa, the Bible just went there. Verse 22, So Laban brought together all the people of the place and gave a feast. And when the, But when the evening came, he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob, and Jacob made love to her. And Laban gave a servant Zilpah to his daughter as her attendant. Now when morning came, there was Leah. So Jacob said to Laban, What is this you've done to me? I served you for Rachel, didn't I? Why have you deceived me? And then Laban this was one of the most messed up things to do that I read in Scripture. Laban like pulled the old switcheroo. Laban replied, it's not our custom here to give the younger daughter in marriage before the older one. So it was almost like he was making something up right there. Finish this daughter's bridal week. Then we will give you the younger one also in return for another seven years of work. There's a lot of things to focus on, but here's what I want to focus on mainly today. In verse 28 it says, and Jacob did so. He finished the week with Leah, and then Laban gave him his daughter Rachel to be his wife, and Laban gave his servant Bilhah to his daughter, for, daughter Rachel as her attendant, and Jacob made love to Rachel also, and his love for Rachel was greater than his for Leah, and he worked for Laban another seven years. Let me pray that God would speak to us through His Word, Lord. We thank You so much. I pray for every individual in this place that we would be encouraged to show love. We would be love. We would find love in you, most uh, most importantly. And every area of our life, we would find uh, a a better way that we can communicate love to those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to jump right in here. What does it mean to love your spouse? We see that in Scripture as he continued to pursue Rachel. And he continued to pursue her. So as you saw, some people think that he worked 14 years and then he got her. But as you can see, it first said that Laban gave Rachel to Jacob, and then he worked another seven years. So he was, con- he was already working. He continued to work after he had already gotten her as his wife. And so the misconception is, is that he was just working up until he got married. But he was actually, he continued to work. And that is the mindset that we want to break, is that, that sometimes we're so focused on once we obtain, mission accomplished, cruise control, we're good. But I believe the biblical example here is to continue to pursue your spouse after marriage specifically. And so what we want to talk today, today about, uh, to you today about is this idea. We have intentions, and then there's actions. See, I don't think anyone just, like, goes about marriage and says, Hey, you know what? I want a really bad marriage. You know, like, what do you think about? Oh, yeah, I just want to have a really bad marriage. You know, just kind of fall off, just kind of like... Uh, not really have a, lose the fire, and seven years later, I'll see the kids on the weekend. Nobody wants that. Everyone's got good intentions. They want a positive, uplifting, love-filled relationship, love-filled marriage. And so this idea that I want to challenge you with is intention and action. And I want to challenge you to close the gap between intention and action, to close the gap between intention and action. And here's a few ways that you could do that. Is the pers- what does it mean to pursue your spouse? The pursuit is sacrificial with words and actions. The pursuit is sacrificial, and that's done with words and actions. And so when you really value something, you're going to sacrifice for it. Man, I remember I was a kid in high school, I would stay up so late with my friends, even though I had to work early in the next morning, And I'll wake up in the morning. I'd be like, barely have any sleep, but I would still be like, that was totally worth it. Now, some of you guys like have these stories of like when you were dating that you would drive three hours in the snow both ways just to spend 20 minutes with your girlfriend. Like, there's sacrifice, and you're like, that's totally worth it because there's sacrifice. But what again tends to fall off is the sacrificial love, the sacrificial pursuit of your spouse after marriage. And so that looks like like putting others, putting her needs, putting his needs before your own. Jacob sacrificed his time. He was saying, I'm going to lay down this. I'm going to work for this situation. I'm going to work so that uh, I can win her over. And so in Philippians 2, 3 is a powerful verse that talks about man putting about sacrifice. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. This is what Christ did. And so in your marriage, one of the simplest things you could do is think about your spouse more than you think about yourself. With your thoughts, pursue her sacrificially with words and actions. And so when you pursue your spouse sacrificially, you're putting your need, their needs above your own. Number two is this. is uh, The pursuit is intentional with words and action it's intentional and you need to close the gap between intention and action right but when you're when you're pursuing your spouse you need to be intentional you need to know their stuff and you need to know like i i was pretty bad at this again i'm like working on it like when you you should know your wife's starbucks drink and it's like, I, would, I feel like I just kept on screwing up, and I kept, like, getting discouraged. I'd go there, and I was like, I think it's like a triple skinny vanilla latte, double shot, double lid, triple sleeve with no, like, I was just, like, guessing every time. Um, but now there's the app that, like, locks it in there for you, so you can, like, pull up your history. So that has saved me personally. But you should know what your spouse likes, and you should have intentionality with, with uh, pursuing them with love. Man, like, sometimes, like, I'll get home, and there's just a box of uh, a sour, cat, sour Patch Kids. Like, that was, like, my favorite candy. And I'll just, like, come home, and I'm like, okay, my wife was thinking about me. Like, and that'll just, like, make my day. That'll, like, fill me up so much. I'll be like, all right. Like, yeah, I am, I'm the man right now. Or she'll come out, like, after, I'm, after a Sunday like this, she'll come home, and she's like, you're my favorite preacher. Man, you, you preaching so good. And that, I'll tell you what, that just fills me up so much. Last night she was telling me how good of a dad I was. And I was just being like, yeah, I am. I was just being filled up so much. I was like, yeah, I, I work 700 years for you, baby. Like, that's, you need to know what your spouse really likes. And so here's a concept that I think could be a practical tip that maybe you've heard of. And it's called this, uh, the five love languages. And so there's these five love languages, and the idea is we communicate differently. You may be communicating in one of these love languages that your partner, your your spouse, doesn't doesn't communicate in, that they don't value as much. So there's quality time. Some people just love that more than anything. There's acts of service, so like doing something, doing the dishes, sweeping up, mowing the lawn, making the bed. Sometimes making the bed will change your relationship altogether. Uh, Words of affirmation, man, I was just telling you, that's big for me. My wife comes up to me afterwards and tells me how great of a dad I am, how great of a husband I am. I'm filled up, baby. And some of you are uh, filled up by physical touch. That's how you communicate, by hugs, kisses, and other stuff, too. I'm not going to go there. Uh, Gift giving, some of you just love giving gifts. And so this is probably my least, uh, that's like on the bottom of my list, except with the exception of food. Okay, like if it's if it's food, like that's a whole other thing. Like you count food as a gift. Yeah, I speak that love language, but you need to know what your spouse communicates in. And so there's so you can either go home and ask them, like, hey, which one of these um, do you really this fills you up the most? And I would encourage you to have that conversation, or you could even take a test at FiveLoveLanguages.com. Practical resource for you that I believe will just help you pra- uh, help you. Communicate love better. Help you pursue each other more. And have you? if some of you guys just need something to do, just like, like there's a vague uh, call to say, hey, you need to love your spouse more. I'm just like, uh, what, is that, what does that mean? Ask her which one of these she values most or, or take the test together. Have that conversation. But we just need to be intentional. And that's only the start. Because remember I said we need to close the gap. So here's, here's some more practical things. If you think of something, so if you have the intention if you think something good, say it. Man, guys, Just if you think something good, just say it. Text it. Call it. Call her right then and tell her. If you think something good, say it. And uh, here's, here's uh, sp- some specific things they want to hear. So um, she wants to know, uh, do you love me? She wants to know, do you love me? But he wants to know, do you believe in me? And so, guys, you need to be telling her that you love her. So here's my challenge to you. For the next seven days, all the married guys in here, I want to challenge you to do this. Every single day, say these words, I love you because. And I want you to fill in that sentence with something different each one of these next seven days. I love you because. You will thank me later, I promise. But the ladies, you need to know that your husband just wants you to believe in him. He needs to know that you believe in him. So are you communicating that to him? If you say something good, if you think something good, say it. If you think something special, do it. If you think something special, do it. And then it, uh, and then the last, last thing is this, is the pursuit is continual with words and actions. And it's, it's continual. It never stops. Man, so I actually, uh, I, so I bought my wife flowers, and I talked about how I bought my wife a rose on our first date, but I'm not just, I can't just say like, hey, that fl- I'm good, right, like I buy you flowers, I'm good, I, we actually have it worked into our budget that I would buy her flowers every month, like it's part of our budget, so she kind of knows it's coming, but she don't know when it's coming, she obviously didn't know it was coming right then. So, she's, she, so we plan on it. I'm intentional about it, but it's continual. So you can't just uh, expect something to happen once, and you feel like it's going to last you forever. But the pursuit needs to be continual. Um, so because here's the reality. People change, and you may like, be intentional about someone. You may know the details. You may know exactly what their drink is, but her drink may change. You know, you may like his favorite, uh, favorite candy, but you, his candy may change. And so it's continual. You can't just rely on old information. You need to be continually pursuing them, and that means getting to know them more. And sometimes you're like, man, I, know, I can't get to know this person anymore. I believe if that mindset is a blockade to really engaging in that pursuit and to really deepening your love, and I want to challenge you to break that mindset. So Jacob pursued, worked for her even after he already had her. Never stop pursuing your spouse. Never stop pursuing your spouse. Because when you do that, if you stop, if you think cruise control will last, man, the gas is going to run out. The fire is going to die down. Don't stop putting flame to the fire. Don't stop being intentional. Don't stop acting on that intention. Close the gap between intention and action. And here's what I want to close on and challenge us today. It's this idea that some of us are thinking this is like, man, this sounds great. This all sounds really cool and all, but, um, but we can't do it, and maybe we're even wondering why. And I believe a lot of us can't grasp this concept because we've never seen love modeled to us in this way. And there's so many of us that are just growing up in a broken home, come from a divorced single-parent family, and, and just never have seen love modeled in a, in a proper way. And this is real deal. And so we're saying, man, I can't, I can't go after that because we've never seen it modeled to us. And we don't even, how am I supposed to have this continual, sacrificial, intentional love for someone when I don't even know what it's like to feel loved intentionally, continually, and sacrificially? I want to tell you that we, you actually have the best example of love. You have the best example because Jesus gave sacrificially of his love. He loved you sacrificially. He loves you intentionally, and he will love you continually. He will never stop. And so, my my challenge to you is: if that's you, and you're saying, "Man, I don't know how. I don't know even what this looks like." You're you're talking about. It sounds great and all, but that's so so foreign to me. I want to, I want to challenge you to say, "Man." Have you experienced the love of God? Have you let him in and experienced the sacrificial love? He loved you so much that he went to the cross for you. He loved you so much that he sacrificed himself so that you can know him. We have the greatest example of the pursuit of love. So for couples in here too, you're saying, man, how do I do this? How do I pursue pursue my spouse more? It's by receiving that love, by being filled up by his love that that he's constantly pursuing after you. And you'll say, man, this is what that looks like. I can do that for my spouse. Will you bow your heads with me?